0: everyone and welcome to EMPLOYEE, your podcast for rethinking employment. My name is Christina Walkermeyer and I'm your host for this podcast. Today we have Mattis here with us. Um, Mattis is the co-founder and managing director of the company Truffles, a job hunting app that we would like to present today. Welcome Mattis.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So we're really happy that you joined one of our first episodes and that you're taking the time to answer our questions today. So before we talk about your company, we would like to talk a little bit about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? What was your journey until you became a co-founder of Truffles? How did your trip go?
1: Uh, Sure. So, about founding Truffles, actually, um, me and my co-founders, we did it right after university. So there's not really a long professional journey before that. So I studied business administration at uh, University of Cologne and uh, went the usual journey, I would say, with uh, internships. And yeah, while doing that, I was always uh, curious about uh, startups and, and digital business models already. So this is where I uh, did my internships. Um, but yeah, basically, then uh, at the end of my studies, I just started out and said, okay. Besides starting into the to, into the workplace as an employee, I might as well start by founding my own company, which was pretty ambitious, you could say, and maybe a little maybe a little naive. But yeah, so far it has worked out, and uh, also has been, I think, five to six years now. So I'm still here.
0: <laughs> nice. Why did you decide to start something on your own and not go into let's say an employment?
1: So I think partly it's like family-driven. So my uh, my father has always been working for himself, basically as a one-man show, not a not a not a huge company or something like that. My uncle had his own company with, I think, up to 150 employees at its peak. So there's always been some kind of uh, entrepreneurial background mm-hmm. um, in the family. And yeah, I don't know. I'm um, I think even when I was a teenager, I always had this in mind as an as an interesting option because. Um, yeah, I already then had lots of ideas of what could be done and I think I just quickly realized that it's easier to, to realize these ideas on your own or, or when you start your own company than being an employee. So I can't really explain it. it somehow never was an option. So, I mean it was an option when I uh, was at university and with all my peers, everyone uh, basically wanting to go into um, consulting or f- uh, finance and banking. I just realized in in these years that this is not the path for me. And so, yeah, like I said, kind of naively, uh, I just started into entrepreneurship and, uh, yeah, just just liked it ever since.
0: Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about your company. Uh, When I open your website, it says, get the job you deserve. So tell us a little bit, what is truffles about and what services do you offer, for whom and since when mm-hmm. and what does it mean, get the job you deserve?
1: Yeah, good question. So yeah, what is truffles about? I would say it's about superb talent, perfect jobs and, and these two being connected anywhere, anytime so yeah this is on a, on a on a large scale this is what we do we connect talent and uh, companies who can just achieve great things together and our aspiration is to do this digitally but also personally and always with ease um, so um, you could say what we want to do is make the whole whole process uh, just easier uh, for everyone because when we started out, we thought, okay, finding a new job is one of the most exciting things you can do in your life. And everyone who, who thinks about quitting their job or changing jobs, finding a new one, they all basically do it with a little, little stomach ache and not with uh, excitement. And we compared it to stuff like, uh, I don't know, booking vacation or something. Mm-hmm. And you always do that with a smile and you're looking forward to it. And even though you have to go to the nitty-gritty process of finding the right flights and everything. So there's a long and and tedious process before that, but you still do it with a smile on your face. And we saw that's just not the case when it comes to job search. And we saw it with ourselves as well. And we said this cannot really be the the, the reality today Mm -hmm. because... um, there are so many possibilities to make this easier, and um, they just weren't uh, weren't there yet. And mm-hmm. we experienced it uh, on our own, basically as job seekers, um, but also, yeah, in the in the companies we were in, so me and my co-founders, um, where we saw the recruiting side and how hard it is to get uh, great talent actually mm-hmm. into your company and convince them about it. So this is basically what we're about. We want to make this whole process uh, easier, more fun, more enjoyable for everyone. Yeah, broken down into the services like you said before. We have a we have a mobile job app that, in like in three words, it works like a Tinder for jobs. Uh, this is the this is the service if you if you want. Um, so you can just uh, discover jobs, swipe them to the left to the right uh, with the with the well-known principle. And for recruiters, we have a web-based um, recruiting tool. Who is this product for? So we started out very broadly and said basically this is everything for everyone and then in the in the course of uh, the app being live and everything we just found out that who are the ones using this actually are the the young professionals slash professionals so people with I don't know five to seven years of professional experience around 30 about to find their second third career step those are the ones on the on the job seeker side often with a digital background like working in marketing, sales, HR, IT, stuff like that. And on the company side, it's, of course, lots of digital companies who are open to new ways of recruiting, mm-hmm. lots of uh, personal recruitment agencies who <laughs> just uh, are aware that they find great talent with mm-hmm. our app, um, but also, like, the, the huge corporates who um, have dedicated departments for new ways for recruiting. So very broadly there. And, yeah, this is basically who uses the service.
0: hmm so how was your journey and how did you come up with the idea? Because I agree, I mean, you, you saw some, some needs yourself when you were uh, a job seeker yourself. I also have experienced uh, the very poor experience at the moment when it comes to job search. So which needs from users and job seekers did you observe and which problems did you want to solve? So what was the whole journey until you actually came up with your idea?
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you said, it was the the really classic way. The co-founders had the problem themselves and said, hey, we can build something that that solves it. I think the the need we saw was especially that, uh, hey, good people out there are just not willing to go the traditional way anymore. No one who currently has a job that is that is completely fine and it's okay says, okay, I'm gonna sit down uh, after work and then scroll through uh, pages of job boards and write my application. And then hopefully I will hear back after six weeks or something like that. Yeah, I agree. And and so um, we saw, okay, but this way lots of really great potential opportunities and connections just get lost Mm -hmm. because there's no No easy way for for people to do that. And what we saw is um, there are ways these people, so basically I'm speaking about the the passive seekers now. So the people who are open for change, who would be open to do something new, but who just don't have a huge enough pain. So like I said, their job is totally fine. It's okay, but still it's not the perfect one. They would be very open to to doing something Mm -hmm. nicer and greater. But the process of getting there is just too hard. But what we realize is so these people, like we all know, re- regularly get uh, contacted on Xing, LinkedIn by recruiters, headhunters. And the problem with that is they usually, like, if they're they're bad recruiters, they don't even look at the profile, they just see, ah, it's an an IT guy. Hey, uh, there's a Java position and the IT guy says, okay, I got Java in my CV, but I've never touched it since university, leave me alone. Um, And that's the experience everyone's making. And so we said, okay people actually want to be in the driver's seat and want to want to define the direction they go into, yeah. but the process is just too hard and that was the starting point um and so regarding journey we we started out very wrong so we uh, the first product we built was a facebook app it was in uh, i think 2012 and we said okay two things will happen everything regarding recruitment will take place on Facebook and it will only be about matching soft skills with company culture. And so we built a product around that and completely failed because uh, everyone said, oh, it's a nice idea, but company said, yeah, but if the hard facts don't fit, then yeah. we don't care how great you think you depicted our company culture and everything. So um, yeah, we then took another turn and built a regular web platform, which looks more like, like uh, web platforms in the job field just look. Also, try to make it really easy with uh, like very simple call to actions button, call to action buttons, where you could do the now well-known one-click application. But it also didn't take off. And then we actually, after quite some time, found the turn and said, okay. With all the, the learnings we made uh, on this journey so far, the one product that makes sense is a mobile job app and mm-hmm. at this time there was the, the, the massive Tinder hype. We actually came to Berlin from Cologne, never having heard of Tinder before yeah. and then when we came here, everyone <laughs> like in the first two weeks yeah. talked about nothing but Tinder and then yeah. we said, hey, maybe we could combine this. Uh, and yeah, that's that's the, that's the journey from, from the product side.
0: How do you think this Tinder approach uh, that you just talked about and this whole massive Approach maybe from Tinder helps job seekers to find jobs more easily than on regular job searches or job boards. So what is basically the difference between the approach that you are taking and the traditional job boards you just mentioned before, like let's say Stepstone or Monster?
1: Mm -hmm. So I think it it starts with the whole suggestion and discovery part. So we build a lot of technology to enable that that you can just sign up with your profile, do nothing else, and then. by, like, by using the app, you train the algorithm to, to provide you with more fitting jobs over the time. Um, but you start out just discovering stuff, we just say, hey, this is something you might like. So this is the first part. It's not like you sit down there and you think what you can type in and it's, it's the usual terms, okay, product manager in Berlin and then scroll through a list where if you're not a big shot company or on page 720 and you have no chance to be discovered. So this is where it starts. Um, then I think it's the, the whole anywhere, anytime part. So very interesting data we see in, in our usage. So in like like the usage peaks of uh, people looking for jobs, we can see that it happens, for example, one peak on their daily commute to work, to and from work. So yeah. <laughs> if you, like you start in your day and say, okay, like I said before, my job is okay, but not great. Let's look, have a look what else is out there. And um, that's just not possible with with regular job boards. Like Mm -hmm. just a few years ago, um, all of the big job boards were not, like they had mobile versions that just took the content from the web and sometimes it wasn't even optimized for Mm -hmm. mobile, so the text wasn't readable and stuff. So that's another part. And then like from the the Tinder principle, I think what's very interesting is that with our tool, the first step is not a real application. It's just indicating interest. So it's Mm -hmm. uh, if you if you look at it negatively you could say it's too casual like casual dating no one yeah. no one's serious anymore but in our case we see that it doesn't even matter because yeah that's true and in the first step it's about saying okay this might be something this definitely is nothing for me then then next one okay might be something again and it's just about putting your profile out there for the company to see and saying hey here I am I might be interested in what you got to offer and then as the next step the company can do the same thing and look at your profile it's it's anonymous at this stage and check it out and also with just a click of a button say okay you're interesting or you're not interesting we think that this approach helps to focus on the thing that actually matters so the the int- like follow on on the interesting connections and don't care about uh, when one side say said no it's not interesting so um, also for our job seekers using the app no one like no one is annoyed if they don't hear back from a company because they all know okay I just indicated interest if I don't hear back from them it just means they're not interested that's fine and I didn't like I didn't send a real application I'm yeah. not expecting an official statement from the company and uh, unfortunately we are blah 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 yeah. no one cares so just focus on the on the positive stuff and uh, what we saw in um, is it just makes things much much faster and this is also another principle we, we follow so we push everyone to speed and for example by applying the the messenger which basically works like whatsapp and we always keep telling our customers hey if there's someone interesting and you unlock the profile say i'm interested too you can just shoot a quick message and it will appear on the lock screen of the phone of the user just right next to to the whatsapp message mm-hmm. of their best friend so it has a very high relevance to them um, and we see from the interaction data that often uh, it's the case you like you like I said on your daily commute you swipe a job then at lunch break you look at your phone you see you have a match and a message from the recruiter saying hey um, your profile looks good why shouldn't we have a have a call like tomorrow does it suit you at 5 p.m or something and then this is what happens and whereas you had to wait like four weeks to get an official reply in the past now you have a, you have a phone interview the next day and um, that's like what i think from a product perspective helps to yeah focus on the on the positive stuff and get to results much much faster
0: so you would say people are getting used to being rejected since tinder so <laughs> they would they would not care so much if no yep. one ever gets back to them i have two questions so first of all you said the companies can have a look at the job seeker's profile, and this is anonymous. Mm-hmm. So why did you choose to um, stay anonymous at this point in time?
1: Actually, it's just a mechanism of also pushing them to speed because, mm-hmm. like, it's a reward system for the job seeker. We say, hey, you—you you are always in the driver's seat. That was very important. So no company can, like, go to our database and search for profiles. So you are all, as a job seeker, you're always in the driver's seat. You decide for which company you indicate mm-hmm. interest in which is important because it means you can look around for new jobs and your your current employer has no chance of finding you because they just can't, you're you in the driver's seat. We, we just said, okay, if you indicate interest in something and the company then is interested too, There should be a mechanism like with the push notification informing you about it that pushes both sides to speed because you as as an applicant now know, okay, they are interested, I should get get it going, I can Mm -hmm. send the first message Um, and also the company on the other side knows, okay, I just unlocked that profile, now I see like my reward is now I see the whole full profile, I see Mm -hmm. who this is. But also the person now sees that I unlocked them and maybe I should write the first message. So it's something that is is continuously in in our UX where we we just try to push people all the time to get faster and and get to results because Mm -hmm. no more waste of time.
0: And then I have one more question. You said you're pushing this up for speed so job seekers could expect an answer from the company already on lunchtime when they swipe left or right uh, in the morning. Um, how does it scale on companies? I mean, coming from a company myself with a few thousand employees mm. and a huge uh, recruiting team. I just know that they receive so many applications every day. And yeah. that's why sometimes it just takes so long yeah. because of all the processes. How do you think this is scalable at companies and why are such approaches as Truffle's offers are maybe more scalable for companies than others?
1: So, first of all, one thing that's important to notice is that uh, just because it's so easy to swipe doesn't mean that you like spam all the companies Mm -hmm. because everyone is pretty well aware that if the company unlocks their profile, they they stand for this uh, so to speak application with their name, and people are kind of aware of that and they don't like they don't uh, do it in a way um, that they see okay, the job is completely non fitting, but I still swipe Mm -hmm. it to the right. Some people do that, but we have a, a very nice uh, detection in place to, to say, okay, this might be a spam candidate. <laughs> let's let's take them out of the process. So um, it's not
0: like the guy's doing it on Tinder, uh, just exactly. swiping right everywhere.
1: <laughs> exactly. So finally, we, uh, we actually looked at our data and found interesting insights into the way males and females behave on our platform. Mm-hmm. So where we see it is true that uh, males uh, have a higher rate of yes swipes uh, than females. So females are more selective, but they get more matches. Like, Mm-hmm. the the ratio was higher for them so it's very very interesting insight so basically it's a representation um, as you can see from the studies of the real world where it's often said like in a simplified way yeah. uh, men uh, mm-hmm. overestimate their skills and, and women underestimate what they are actually capable yeah. of like with the there's a there's a job ad and um, i i don't know 10 requirements and uh Men are asked when would you apply for this and they, I think in, in average they say okay if I fulfill two of these requirements I will apply and women say okay only if I fulfill eight or nine of them yeah. and even though it's anonymous yeah, with our product we see basically the same behavior but we still see that by, se- by swiping more selectively women are yeah. actually more successful with it. Interesting.
0: And does anonymous also mean that you would not show the gender to the company? Exactly.
1: So uh, the That's company the company can't see the name, can't see a picture, can't see the gender and can't see the current employer.
0: That's really interesting because I also believe that uh, this means that we get rid a little bit of the gender bias.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, what you can't exclude is cases where, I don't know, the, the gender becomes obvious from the, the job title, mm-hmm. like someone put in into their... Uh, into their resume, only works in German. Yeah. PR Beraterin. Yeah. Uh, then okay, obviously it's a yeah. woman. But um, in many cases, it's not like it's not detectable for companies mm-hmm. which which kind of gender this is.
0: Have you heard back from let's say job seekers that they said um, this was beneficial for them not showing their gender when applying for a job?
1: Did um, have a
0: case, for example, where this was, uh, was important?
1: Not directly because, uh, I mean, it's always the case that you don't experience how it would have been the other way around, okay. um, but would be an interesting question to uh, ask, actually, yeah.
0: Okay, so if we speak now a little bit for companies, do you believe that truffles can help companies to find additional talent or, let's say, more qualitative talent um, that you couldn't reach any other way? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if so, why?
1: Yeah. Um, So step one, yes, um, because uh, like I said, we attract the the passively seeking job seekers. So Mm -hmm. those are the ones you just don't find on any other platform. And then the next step, what we saw is, uh, especially in the beginning of the app, um, people were kind of suspicious, like, like how can something like this work? How can it be so easy? And we saw that especially the highly qualified people were much more comfortable in, in, in saying okay yeah of course this is the new way mm-hmm. i'm a playing like this and people with I i don't know for example not that much experience yet they were rather like oh no i want to create my my uh, cover letter and everything like i'm yeah. used to because i can't expect companies to just uh, hire me based on that and and um, so we have a slight shift towards um, really highly qualified applicants so um, for example i think around around 85 percent of our users have some kind of academic background like bachelor master phd Mm -hmm. stuff like that Uh, that's the second point of uh, yes different people and also rather high qualified people Um, and it's also something that our like our customers from the companies that report back to us it's it's something we tell them in our sales pitch obviously because it's a benefit Um, and then uh, like Two weeks later, they say, hey, you were actually right. Um, the, the candidates I get from the typical sources, the typical job boards, they have an intersection of, I don't know, of 85 90%. It's always the same people. Um, and with you guys, it's completely different. Those are people I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which role do additional aspects and needs of job seekers now play? Um, for example, I would assume the younger generation would ask more for things like remote working or that uh, they would rather work based on impact uh, or tasks instead of, let's say, a 40 hours work week. So how would you evaluate the need for such, let's call them new requirements for job search? I, I just believe that, like, I would say our generation, we're in the middle of our 30s. We still have a look into the generation of our parents, uh, where you would stick with a company for, let's say, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're perceived as not being not loyal. But if I look at the younger generation, uh, let's say the twenty somethings, yeah. they have just different requirements. I mean, they're not their acceptance level is super low when it comes to like all these flexibility requirements. Yeah. So, how do you see those aspects now within job
1: search? Mm-hmm. So I agree, there's definitely a need for that. I mean, the, the, obviously there's so many studies on how this uh, like. Um, what what moves Generation Y and what do they want with uh, regards to their careers and everything. Um, and I think the way the recruiting industry has replied to this is in the first step by adapting their job ads. And like if you look at job ads these days, uh, everything is flexible, all teams are agile yeah, and everything. True. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of bullshit bingo going on. And um, I think in the end it comes down to to you having to find out for yourself, so I think as of now, um, the you could, for example, you could call uh, job ads and CVs and stuff pre filters So these are the first tools that you have when when making a connection, and both of these as of today are not capable of, of yeah, giving you an indication uh, of this is actually a flexible agile work environment or if yeah. it's just uh, because it sounds nice and so what we believe is in the end you have to find out for yourself in the human connection you mm-hmm. create with, like there's not a company on the other side there's always a human on the other side and you yeah. need to talk to them and find out for yourself if, if there's a fit and um, this is why we focus so much on, on enabling these human connections and pushing things to speed. Because we say uh, this is where the magic happens. The magic does not happen when you swipe to the right or when you get a match, but when you meet someone. Mm-hmm. And this is what we want to enable really fast mm-hmm. so you can find out faster. But yeah, I think um, if even if, like, it doesn't matter if you talk about a job ad or a CV. Both give you a general idea of what this like the other side might be like. Yeah. But you need to find out for yourself, and, and that's why we focus on that.
0: Do you see that more and more jobs that you offer also on your platform do do bring this flexibility, or um, is this also something that currently the companies do not really offer?
1: Like you mean, do they mention it in the job or do they really offer it? Do they really <laughs> offer,
0: um, let's say, getting rid of the 40 hours work week, or offer more and more remote mm-hmm. working possibilities?
1: Yeah, I think you definitely see um, a, a huge part of companies actually offering that? I um, can't like I can't give any exact numbers, but when we talk to customers and, and or if we are at uh, I don't know events or holding talks, uh, you meet more and more uh, recruiters, uh, HR people who know this fact very very well and know they need to do something. Then mm-hmm. and actually are about to do something this has definitely changed i think the first time we went to the the largest uh, hr fair the Zukunft Personal in Cologne um, in 2011 this was completely different and yeah. um, those were like words on the on, on the far away sky but <laughs> yeah, yeah. nothing in place and i think this has changed yeah but still we see that there's a massive rise of using these terms in, in drop ads and i think lots of them yeah are uh, actually not serious about it and just say okay yeah. it's, it's fashionable to mention it but yeah you you actually need to live it and yeah. i don't think everyone's doing that yet
0: i also can remember that when 2012 i was so happy when i could work from home once yeah. and uh, right now in my situation it's more that i'm complaining that i cannot work for two weeks uh, from <laughs> toscany in yeah. my airbnb yeah so yeah i would definitely also agree that um times have changed so how do you plan to integrate um, those needs and requirements into your service? Mm-hmm.
1: To make sure we don't have concrete plans for doing that because what we see is um, what's necessary for that you need valuable input data. Mm-hmm. In the end it comes all down to matching stuff in the first mm-hmm. place to make the right uh, suggestions and um, for that you need valuable data and the question is how to take the data because we see just writing down flexible in the, in the job ad is not enough. So how yeah. can you make sure this is actually being taken care of? And then in the next step, you need to inform and educate the companies of actually using this. Like it's it's comparable to our first product, the Facebook app, where we would require companies to define their company culture. Mm-hmm. And then who are going to talk to? Who's the one defining that? And it's, it's really complicated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think still a long way ahead. Um, I think not really possible in the near future, yeah. um, but what we do is we constantly think about integrating new features, for example, like a video application opportunity, which mm-hmm. is uh, like feature-wise, it's not that hard to build. We could probably do that in two weeks and we then would have the, the option for um, applicants to, to record a quick video, send it to the recruiter and give the first impression. But in reality, you then you find lots of obstacles. So what kind of applicants actually do want to do this. Very simplified, again, probably salespeople would say, yeah, I would love that opportunity. And then if you give it to... I don't know maybe to to stay in the cliche an IT guy he would or she would probably not be that happy with yeah. it but it doesn't stop there but uh, if you then say okay we need to provide the recruiters with these videos you will find that lots of them are actually not able to uh, to watch videos at their workspace or to watch videos with sound uh, mm-hmm. at their workspace. and so lots of lots of problems in reality that uh, hinder you from doing that which is why we still focus like I said before on the on the two very basic input factors, the C V and the job ad. Mm-hmm. We match them and then we say okay, from then on it's about making the connections mm-hmm. that are valuable and that's about the people who are interacting.
0: So in the end how do you match companies and individual job seekers like based on, on what?
1: Mm-hmm. So in the first stage we match yeah, CVs and job ads. We have a very holistic approach for that so we Basically take every piece of information that's essential into account for that. Provide a baseline matching of, okay, this is stuff that might fit. And then in the next stage, we have a lot of machine learning algorithms in place that that look at your behavior and say, for example, in the app, how do you swipe? Mm -hmm. How's your swiping behavior? And then from, from that point on, try to improve the suggestions we make for you.
0: So within your job app, uh, job seekers do have the possibility to, to add skills and competencies to their profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is also um, well a very important next step in terms of job search, that uh, it's not only, let's say, based on the requirements which are written down in, in a job app, but that you can also maybe start applying for a job just based on your skills and competencies, where you maybe don't even know uh, what kind of jobs could fit to you because you don't know the job titles. But how do you make sure that those can be matched with a standardized profile uh, when you, for example, use a different wording? Just to give you one example, let's say one of my strengths is empathy. But then in the job profiles, uh, they would rather use the term people skills how could this still be a match? Like, is this done in an automated way or do you match them manually or how does it work?
1: Uh, Yeah, manually wouldn't be possible because we have more than one million swipes every month. Uh, Okay. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it happens automatically. And like the the general term for what we do is we use uh, statistic similarity vector models. So we Mm -hmm. look at statistic similarities between terms. And um, in the past, you would do it with ontologies, which are very intensive care and you would always have to say okay there's a new word in the hr world coming up and mm-hmm. we need to map it to the existing tree of words that we have and um, this is not the case with us but it's a self-learning system that we trained initially mm-hmm. and that now learns and understands exactly that um, that understands ah, okay empathy has a has a likelihood of belonging to um, people skills of i don't know 95 percent or stuff and then we can match it as well
0: how does truthfuls provide the chance to get in contact with companies even though there is not a concrete open position? Maybe the generation of our parents is still used heavily the speculative or open application, mm-hmm. meaning maybe there's not an open position, but I'm interested in the company. So I would just write them a letter, tell them what my skills are, what my experience is, what my strengths are, and just hope that they would maybe even open a position for me. I think for a lot of companies, especially for, for bigger companies, um, this is not really scalable because they would receive like let's say a few thousand of those uh, applications every day but do you see that truffles provide a chance um, to to get in contact with companies and in a more casual way?
1: Mm -hmm. So right now we don't Provide a concrete feature for that. We think a lot in, into this direction with uh, regards to um, company profiles, the the option to follow certain companies you're interested in, like stay in touch and, and get updates and everything. And, and yeah, also just apply in general for them and say, hey, I'm interested in you as a company. Please find me an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Maybe the option for companies then to create talent pools with our product. Um, and uh, yeah, just enable both sides to, to get in touch. But that's possible f- future features. But what we see is that um, with the approach we have now, like you swipe one job ad to the right and say, I'm interested in that position. Um, we see lots of uh, interactions where the recruiter says, not sure if there's a fit for this one but i'm also currently looking for someone in this and that field would Mm. that be an option for you so this is currently the way yeah the part where you can actively do stuff about it as a job seeker that's that's part of our product Mm. roadmap in the midterm future i would say
0: and do you also believe that especially this messenger possibility uh, also opens up possibilities for for job seekers to get into early contact so, for example, like if you were not really sure you're interested in that company and maybe the job profile doesn't really fit for me. Um, is there a way then to, to just chat and talk about if there are other possibilities or is it also used that way?
1: It's used that way. Yeah, it's exactly that. Uh, that's that's the, the typical use case, um, because the recruiter um, in, in their profile, they have on their in their in their tool. They have the profile of the job seeker, of the applicant, and they I mean, they have the, the I don't know 10 20 30 positions they need to to fill in their mind and say okay there's a fit with that one and they can just use the messenger and say hey uh, let me introduce you to this one how about mm-hmm. that should we talk about this is it interesting or not so that's the way it's used right now
0: mm-hmm so how do you think that companies need to adapt to more diverse job seeker profiles we talked a little bit before about so-called 20-somethings like the younger generation which are more and more jumping between jobs having let's say lower acceptance levels uh, but also just want to learn more let's say they start off in product management go over to engineering and then end up as a a designer Mm -hmm. so they bring along more broad experience rather than this linear careers or one-dimensional careers So what does that mean for the future of standardized job profiles? I mean, you're still uh, working with, let's say, the standard job profiles, but where do you think this needs to change? Or how also do companies need to adapt to to Mm -hmm. changing profiles? Mm
1: -hmm. So where do companies need to adapt? Yeah, I think like before, like I said before, that it's always about the human talking to a human. So uh, that's the classical case, like, oh, there are so many jumps in the CV. Um, I think if you're generally interested in that person, you need to find out why these jumps are there. And that's something we've had before. And if if we would just have gone and said, okay, doesn't look serious. That one is out. Uh, we would have missed out probably on uh, lots of quite interesting candidates and now employees. Um, because in the end, it's always about talking to that other person and finding out What motivates them? Why does their past uh, professional career look like it like it looks and sometimes there are very valid reasons? um, and it just gives you a completely different perspective and um, Regarding the profile like becoming more generalistic or or broad. I think it really depends on the position so for example, if we're looking for another front-end developer that person needs to know React and Redux, period. If, if this is not given, they can be as nice as they want and fit into the culture as much as they want. It just doesn't fit. Um, but then again, if we interview people, um, I don't know, maybe for a sales role and we say, OK, it's like there's a, there's a huge fit as we see it, for example, with the customer success department then there's an option to say hey um, let's maybe talk about this one and 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 your profile might not be sharpened on that career path but it doesn't matter because we see an opportunity there we can educate about what it's about and you can then discuss with us if this is something you might want to follow and um, it's something that wouldn't have been the case before because you would have applied for account manager and if there's no fit for account manager then you're out and this mm-hmm. is something we try to do But like I said, it depends on the position if it's possible.
0: Mm -hmm. You said something really interesting in the very beginning of your answer, because you said it's always about the connection human to human. And uh, I think um, especially when it comes to recruiting processes or job application processes, I mean also what Truffles is doing is actually we try to automate more and more and more. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about job automation, it's really interesting that on the one side you try to automate the whole process, but on the other side you also see the, the, the benefits Of having like this human to human connections. So do you believe that especially in recruiting um, this is one of the areas where there will never be a full automation?
1: Yes definitely definitely. I think there will never be a full automation and um, I think it's if you read articles and and stuff and discussions about will the the HR person uh, at some point be uh, irrelevant. I don't think that's the case. And it's always what we keep telling our customers. So what do we actually want to do for them? We want to take the unnecessary or the the not so much value adding work off of them and enable them to focus on the stuff that matters and the stuff that creates value for their company. Because um, I think if you, uh, for example, by us automating the pre-selection process, um, have more time, let's say three hours more time freed from your day To focus on the interesting candidates, you might find out stuff that's really, really important for making the the hiring decision. And I think that's what the part of the HR manager should be about and not about, okay, um, there's a list of 100 CVs I need need to send a rejection letter to or something like that. Mm
0: -hmm. So you think the whole process is um, through automation gets more efficient, but qualitatively better?
1: I think so, yes, because I think the... So even if you look at the pre-selection, it's it's not the case that we 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 say we want to establish a standard on which um, the recruiter doesn't have a look at certain profiles anymore. Not even the case. So it's it's a, it's a part of our service package. They can book if they want to. But um, if you say no, I want to see everyone who's interested in that position. Fine, you can do that. Um, but what we do is we make it easy for you to skip through that 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 stuff, and we, and we make it easy by the the whole UX and the whole expected candidate experience on the job seeker side. Like I said before, mm-hmm. they, no one expects a company to, to write them back and say, hey, I'm sorry, very great profile, but you're not interesting. Mm-hmm. No one expects that. And even by that, we make it easier for, for the recruiter mm-hmm. and faster without uh, automating stuff in a way that we say, hey, you will not interact with any humans anymore.
0: So what would you advise employees that are looking for jobs based on their strength and skills? And how would you recommend them to discover those jobs? Just to put this a bit more into context, let's say, we even have like students or graduates uh, which are like very new in the job world and are looking for something and have no idea where to start. So they would rather start on, like say, interest. But then also you have a lot of people that um, have been working, let's say, for three, five, seven years. Mm-hmm. And let's say maybe even have quite of a linear career. Uh, or maybe not but they're just fed up with what they're doing and uh, they just want to see how can we can i leverage my full potential how can i leverage more of my my strength and my skills and maybe this is not in the current job area or job family i'm currently in but maybe there's something else where Mm -hmm. i can just leverage not only 50 percent of my potential but rather 100.
1: so first of all i would encourage them to use truffles because (laughs) that's the way it works Um, so we put a lot of emphasis on that on what's actually listed as your skill so it's, it's Kind of important for you as a user to to fill that section out we have features like a whitelist blacklist stuff where you can say okay put a special emphasis on these keywords and job ads and like we said before it doesn't need to be the specific keyword because we do the 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 similarity related matching yeah just from a product perspective we'll we take a lot of effort on, on like pushing the rights right jobs based on that to you and also what we do for example with the the, the matching strategies in place. I think right now it's it's more than 20 different ones Then and and there are so to speak traditional ones that look at your past and then say okay and logical next step would be this and that but then in, in your next session there might be another matching strategy that we put into place that's more like explorative and saying hey we looked at your profile this is something that doesn't quite fit the the traditional path that would naturally be assumed but it might be something that's interesting for you and from that we can also learn and basically go more into an explorative mode Mm
0: -hmm. how would you recommend them to to as i say to discover new jobs Mm
1: -hmm. basically the the stuff i said before so just like from our product perspective just keep using the app and keep keep swiping and keep exploring that's why we we, we focused so much on making it easy and fun. In the very beginning, we had feedback from users saying it's kind of addictive. I just want to see what the next mm-hmm. one is. And in, in the very beginning, we were really focused on uh, creating the perfect matching. We said, OK, if you open the app, the first job you see needs to be really, really fitting well and really perfect. In the end, we, what we saw is that this doesn't even really matter because On the one hand people just enjoy swiping Mm -hmm. and on the other end they just learn really quickly that okay if this one's not interesting i swipe it to the left and it takes me less than a second and they are they are naturally in an exploration mode and Mm -hmm. uh, so that's just the way i would recommend
0: all right so does it also mean that um, you can discover more easily jobs let's say you never heard of or how is the match between like job titles and your profile is this like some are really connected or you would just say like based on your strength, we would just discover... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, re- it really depends on the on the different matching strategy mm-hmm. in place. There are some, um, some matching strategies are um, the way we uh, come to the, to the conclusion which job we should show you, the matching algorithm. We have uh, strategies that, for example, put a lot of emphasis on the job title and say, okay, um, create uh, the nearest similarity between what you have in your resume and the, the job titles we have in our database. And then there are others that focus much more on the skills and so on. So it's a combination of those, um, uh, the learning factors. So looking at, okay, how do you swipe? How do you interact with with the job that came from this strategy? How do you interact with the job that came from this strategy? And then we learn on what you're actually interested in. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to follow a traditional path or if you uh, are really open to new stuff, and then we can learn and, and make the suggestions just better.
0: So if you speak for companies now, what do you think is the benefit for companies to promote their jobs on your platform uh, compared to, let's say, a traditional job boards? And uh, I think we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. uh, if you attract a different kind of audience or if uh, there are better candidates. But uh, what is what are other advantages for companies to, to use truffles?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Regarding the, the different kind of audience and better candidates, I think different, yes, passively seeking ones, better question what, what you define better but what we can say is they are highly qualified and, and very skilled. General advantage uh, I think is also for companies speed and simplicity mm-hmm. and also the, the way we enable them to provide a great candidate experience. So um, some companies um, actually use, a, use, use the tool like that that they say okay um, there's someone who's not interesting for us but we still unlock that profile In order to be able to write them a message and saying hey thank you for your interest you unfortunately are not relevant for this position but we'd be happy to stay in touch for example and just they see that with this tool they have a they have a way to provide a really great uh, candidate experience also it's really focused on them so another another benefit you might add is that Unlike uh, traditional job boards, where you just have a list, like I said before, if, if one big company des- decides to spend a lot of money, there, then the first 20 result pages might be full with their yeah. job ads. Um, for us, that's not the case because we focus on the on the content, if there's actually a useful uh, match we can make. And then we show you this job ad and we show you one job ad at a time, so mm-hmm. every user who sees your job at at least for a few seconds completely focuses on it and and sees, okay, might be a company I never heard of, um, would have never uh, paid any attention if I saw it in a list. Now I see it as the one job that's presented to me. Mm -hmm. And before I go to the next one, I need to make a decision about this one. So it's a a whole new way of, of being presented to applicants and it's especially interesting or can be especially interesting for smaller companies who have these days lots of trouble of, of attracting talent.
0: How do you think does recruiting need to change in order to adapt to this so-called new generation which requests more flexibility, wants to work from abroad or remotely or let's say it doesn't, doesn't even want to work like in a typical 40 hours work agreement but rather based on tasks, based on impact. Um, we can see that a lot of like youngsters are even quitting their jobs because they had the feeling like they don't have the the right flexibility or like their work life doesn't is not really balanced again with their private life so how do you think that recruiting needs to change in mm-hmm. order to adapt to
1: that. I think in the end it's really easy. You just need to you just need to follow two steps. And the first one, then again, is not that easy because you need to deeply incorporate it into your culture, and you mm-hmm. you actually have to mean it. And like like we said before, with the example of everything is so flexible and we are all so agile, and I don't actually know what it means, but let's put it down in the job ad. You need you need to think hard and deep about it, what it means for you and um, if you can, if you can and want to live with the consequences, and if this is some environment that you want, uh, so to give you an example, like how how do we work? And we started out as a completely tech-driven company. We were the co-founders. With, there's one like me again, uh, one more like me with a business background. Everyone else techies, and also our first hires just techies. We just saw, uh, for example, after lunch, they all wanted to to uh, have a little round of Counter Strike <laughs> playing, and um, yeah, I think if you're in a traditional environment, you would say absolutely not possible. Yeah. First of all, on your work uh, work PC, you don't have the the option to even install a game or something like that, and then it would not be allowed. And we just said, hey, that's fine to us because what we saw is maybe even they said some days it took one hour to play. Um, but they were so committed to to the mission of the company and their task that they no doubt and uh, no discussion um, put that one hour or actually much, much more extra hours at the end of the day and stayed until 10, 11, 12 at night and, and um, finished their work and, and, and did their work and that was possible because it was part of our culture and we like we as the managing directors didn't say hey uh, please okay if you want to play do it for five minutes and then back to work but we just said hey we trust you that you will do your work because we saw you you're committed to doing it and you believe in what we want to do here and what we want to achieve here and um, we see that you you are serious about it and so feel free to do whatever you like in, mm-hmm. in order to, to be able to make your job and I think um, that's the first part that you yeah, need to define that for yourself and be serious about it mm-hmm. um, and as a second step and it's also not, not really easy you need to communicate it to the applicants and that's that's the part with the job ads, for example and yeah it, that's where it gets tricky because um, how can you reliably communicate this to a candidate um, because they all see um, the 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 most pretty descriptions of how the work environment is, and I think people get skeptical about it mm-hmm. uh, because they know okay, everyone describes themselves like that, and how can you basically we're back at the at the how can you match on a different on a different level? How can you make sure this is actually true? And again, the same point as before. I think in the end, you need to find out for yourself when you talk to someone mm-hmm. at that company. No. Yeah.
0: All right, this leads me to the next question. Tell us a little bit uh, about you guys uh, like Truffles as employer. How do you guys work?
1: So so we're not a not a really huge uh, company yet. We are about 30 employees right now. And um, yeah, we we work in four different main teams. Um, So it's product, sales, um, marketing and the customer success team. Like they all share some some common characteristics. for example, there's a daily stand-up in all departments. We have a have a biweekly um, company get together where, like, the management level um, communicates uh, the most important changes to everyone. And yeah, aside from that, every department is really different. So, like I said before, with the product department, they uh, have, for example, very flexible working hours because it, they don't have any any or mostly no. Um, customer touch points and uh, lots of people say okay i'll, I'll get into the office at 11 but then stay until 10 p.m or something like that and uh, the counterpart for example would be the sales team who are just required to be here early because they are in contact with the customers and especially recruiters as we've learned uh, work really early so that's where it differs but um yeah besides that um i think uh, kind of it's kind of normal uh, compared to other startups so mm-hmm. uh, we use the usual tools like we communicate with slack uh, and so on and yeah what we what we generally like to do is we um, like to we, we try to achieve uh, uh, work environment where you like to go and where you like to come and, and, and so for example we are now right now sitting in our living room which is i guess not a room that every office has uh, just to just to name one and it's a place where people uh, can get together for lunch but well there are also couches and people sometimes take a nap and then that's totally fine and, mm-hmm. and they can do that
0: so now we talked so much about uh, being agile and flexible. <laughs> How much flexibility do you offer for your employees and not only what you what you post in your job ads? And maybe what tell us also some examples, what is requested from your employee, uh, employees? Mm-hmm. And are there also, for example, some barriers for you where you say, okay, this is uh, not something uh, we can deliver even though it's requested?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah I, I just talked about the 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 way the different departments in their work for example everyone or, or not everyone but lots of people we see um, assume that um, home office for example is definitely an option uh, and we always say mm, it is like we say if, if, if it's the case that i don't know uh, you need to be at home because uh, you expect an important delivery or something like that. that you, then you can talk to us or talk to your to your head off and uh, this will always be okay and fine. Um, but we say in general, we want everyone to be here at the office and um, we do not really... Um, push people to uh, being as as flexible as they want and say hey today i'm working from a cafe and stuff because um it all comes down to to communication and what we see is the the environment we are in as a startup um is as much cliche as it sounds it's very high speed and, and always changing and um this leaves you with some requirements um, regarding communication. Where if, if everyone just did home office, it just wouldn't work because mm-hmm. we see even if we're all in one room <laughs> together, even then communication can be really, really hard, and we might need a few feedback rounds until we're all on the same page. Um, that's something we learned in the beginning. So we, yeah, we, we when we when we founded the company came out of university had heard about the new concepts of uh, new work uh, and so on and yeah okay home office and flexibility and um, we just said hey it makes so much more sense if we're all in one place um, because it makes it much easier and um, luckily it's something that um, people in the past uh, in our team have have learned to like as well they we've had cases where people were basically forced to do home office because of, I don't know, an important delivery. And, um, and the next day they said, yeah, I would have much more like to be at the office because now I'm, I don't know, a few, a few hours ahead that I, that I could have been faster when I, when I were here.
0: Yeah, I would also uh, think that working remotely needs to be learned. Like it's not yes. that uh, you just work from home. I think there's just certain processes that really need to be set up and you, everyone needs to agree and commit to that. Um, that you still have the same, let's say, outcome in mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. So do you have any uh, innovative ways of working you would like to share with us where you have the feeling, oh, um, here we are somehow special as a company?
1: Um, I think actually no, to be honest. Uh, I think so, um, at least if you look at it from a startup mm-hmm. a startup perspective. So we, um, I think looking from a startup perspective, we are pretty standard. Um, because, um, like I said, we use modern tools like Slack, and uh, uh, we have a living room, and we have a, a, we have a format called Dennis' Kitchen, one of our um, uh, team members. Dennis, we found out to be a really, really great cook, and now we introduce the format where every Friday he cooks uh, Michelin-worthy meals for the team, really, nice. really nice. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you can feel free to take a nap uh, if you want to, you can, there's a playstation you can use if you feel like it um, uh, there's team events, um, we we regularly have challenges like we see on our wall right here it's about uh, uh, all departments reaching certain goals and then uh, if we do so we go sailing and barbecuing and everything and, but um, yeah i think as, as innovative as this might sound to, to traditional corporates, from a startup perspective, it's kind of regular and, and kind of so There's uh, we didn't invent any new new ways of working here, to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what is kind of innovative to me? That you're so honest about it and are trying to sell me something. <laughs> All right, so then we're at the end of our interview and uh, I would like to give you one last question that I actually ask everyone. Um, so since you're a co-founder, you already have the chance to shape the ways, uh, how you find talent and how they discover your company and the, how the whole working environment looks like. Um, but there are probably things which are not like easily solvable. I think we just named a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you would have the superpower to change one thing in terms of employment situations for your employees, what would you change?
1: In, in terms of employment situation, as we're recording this in 2018, like employment situation improvement would be an office with air conditioning, uh-huh. <laughs> but that's not a real superpower. So um, uh, I think yeah, what actually would be a, a superpower uh, would be the ability to have everyone in the team at all points in time have all the information they need and like not only have but understand all the information they need. So um, basically in, in a perfect world communication, I think that would be one superpower that would be very, very valuable in terms of working much more efficiently together. actually yeah, over over the course of the years, that's what I've learned that this would be a game changer. so if there's a if there's a startup who can develop something like that uh, will be worth billions of dollars uh, i would I would buy.
0: So would you think if you would have the perfect communication then everyone can work? From Toscany, from nice Airbnbs at the pool?
1: Yes, definitely. I would sign that.
0: All right. So I hope <laughs> someone will finally find a solution for that. All right. Thank you very much, Mattes. Thanks. And bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.